Perfect Podcast and Shane, motherfucker, stop dead in my tracks in the woods of Connecticut. Forgive me. Um, somehow my headphones ain't plugged in and charged, so I'm just speaking on the cell phone now. So if the audio sucks, listen to something else, you fucking nerds. Um, it's just me. There's no Hammer Day Tejas. Just me and producer John. Say hello, producer John. Hello. There he is. Look at that. Um, and we got a short pod for you tonight. We just want to keep pumping them out. But uh, we got we kind of got we got breaking news. We got questions. We got answers. We got all kinds of weird shit going on. Oh, first things first. Trayvon Diggs, motherfucking Diggs, tore his ACL at practice today. Non-contact injury gone. And Jerry and everybody else tells us that we're deep as hell in the position. But I'm fucking scared. I'm petrified. It freaks me out. Not only is he a great corner for us, but he is a leader in that clubhouse. That's what fucking matters, clubhouse. Locker room. I'm talking about baseball. He's a big-time leader. And the guys rally around him. And without him on the field, I think you're going to see a gap there. You will, flat out. Um, So that scares the shit out of me. Uh, We're on the NFL. It's Thursday night. Danny Dimes looks like shit against the Niners. Brock Purdy don't look much better, but they are airing it the fuck out and running all over New York football giants. Uh, It is 10-3 as I speak right now, but anything could happen. Uh, Giants were plus 10, I believe, plus 10. 10 and a half, I think, before. 10 and a half, 10 and a half, close to 10 and a half. Uh, that's a whole lot of numbers, if you ask me. That's a whole lot of numbers. Uh, but we're only on, what, week week three of the NFL? Is this week three, John? Uh, effort, efforting. Oh, my God, motherfucker. 17 to 6 now. Never mind. Two field goals for the New York football Giants. End of the second quarter. Uh, Debo Samuel is your reception leader at 3 and 43. Uh, McCaffrey's got 10 yards for 61 already. Brock Purdy, 157 yards, one touchdown. Damn, 10 for 61. Get the fuck out of here. Mm. I'm drinking something. Y'all got to know because daddy ain't drinking no more. But y'all got to get hip to this shit right here. It's called uh, Athletic Brewing Company. And they have a light one that it tastes like a Pilsner. I swear to Christ, it just tastes like a fucking Modelo. It blows my mind. But I'm just smoking weed drinking na beers and talking on the internet that, that's essentially you can call that my second job or my first it, i spend more time on this one than my real job that's for sure yes that's me hitting a pen of non-marijuana stuff if anybody's listening that wants to give me a job later uh, regardless we got some questions and i kind of want to get into them quick um before we get into all the weird shit and the politics. Uh, John, do you have one teed up for me, brother? Sure do. Um, let's start with Oscar Diaz. This is important, actually, Shay, I think. Logistically, little nuts and bolts, housekeeping for the pod. When will we have Dylan on? Mm, fantastic question. I actually saw Dylan today at the Dan Patrick Takes a Gamble podcast. Check it out. Tell your friends to check it out. Um He's more than willing. He doesn't live. Actually, he's not from far of where I live now. So he's got people out here this way. So he could easily swing through. I know Danny was on the show today talking about he wants to show up on Wednesday. This coming up Wednesday, which, I mean, you know, whether it happens or not, we're going to have Dylan on. 
I think the roommate should do a dry run with Dylan cooking some food and then he can report back to Danny that the food's actually good and worth the trip all the way to the woods. That's kind of where my head goes. Uh, but Dylan will be on the show for sure. He's a fucking maniac. The guy's, he's literally insane. Y'all don't get it. The guy's a fucking nut job. It, 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 he's nuts. He's just fucking nuts. And he's like 27, maybe, but he looks 40. He looks 40. He's an old son of a bitch. He's put his body through a lot of fucking trauma. I can tell you that. Oh, that was just the NA beer going down, brother. Uh, what do we got next, John? We got uh, from Gordy Chapline, headed to the bachelor party this weekend. Any good stories you want to share about bachelor parties? Oh, oh, I'll share one. I'll, I'll definitely share one. So we were down in Austin at a lake house. It was maybe 15 dudes, and we had two different lake houses across the street from each other. One of them was all in the water, and the other one was across the street on the hill. And it was the weekend of a Floyd Mayweather fight. And we were in Austin, so we went to the Yellow Rose Titty Bar and to watch the fight. And there's 15 of us, by the way. So it's not, we didn't call ahead, like none of that shit happened. So we get to the front of the line and everybody's pushing, shoving, the fucking bouncers being a dickhead there's so many of us, all that shit. And then out of the corner of my eye, I see a motherfucker, the bouncer, and he's like, Shay? Is that fucking Shay? And I was like, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> Turns out I knew this son of a bitch from side hustling poker games in Dallas and he knew the same bookie that I had. Anyway, we got into the, the titty bar real easy. Uh, had a great time. Drank a whole lot of Dos Equis, dressed up. A whole lot of salt, lime, the real Texas way. Watched the fight. It might have been the Sugar Shane Mosley fight. But we watched the fight. It was fantastic. Uh, but the worst part of it, we're at the titty bar. And I'm with a buddy of mine. And, you know, no homo. But he's a male model, like fucking women stopping the street type shit, like literally male model, disgusting, awful. Um, and we all called him Telly from, you know, the movie. Um, and so he's on Tinder and Tinder was like a newer thing back then. He's on Tinder and he gets these two girls, two of them are like, we're coming over. Uh, we want to hang out. And he's like, yeah, it's me and 14 other dudes at a bachelor party. And these two fucking women, in whatever naive brain they had, are like, cool, we'll show up. So they fucking show up, these two girls in like college or some shit, show up to this bachelor party and, you know, you know, nothing bad happened. Everything was good. But imagine if it wasn't. I mean, it could have been real fucking bad, real fucking quick. If you're on the internet and somebody says, I'm at a bachelor party, come over, just say no. I'm not going. I'm not fucking going over. Anyway, they came over and left with the male model. God knows what they did, but but I, I, it blew me away. It was a real sign of Shay being old as shit. Like, that is something that kids do these days. They just meet a stranger and go hang out in the most precarious situations. But that's, you know, there's a bunch of Vegas ones as well, but we don't need to get into all that. Uh, but, yeah, that that story sticks out to me. Shay, did you go to Hammer's bachelor party? That's the exact bachelor party I'm talking about. Oh, it's Hammers. Yeah, that's Hammers. Yeah. Wow. Yep, that you, was Hammers' what, bachelor party. What'd you do for yours? I didn't have one. All right. Next question. 
from Matt, have you seen any degen tendencies in your kids? Mm, a fantastic question, Matt. So I've got three daughters. They are eight, six, and two and a half. And the baby is by far our most violent child. She does not give a shit about anything. And to be fair, I'm probably the worst parent she's ever had because I just give her anything she wants. She's a baby. I don't care. You get a cookie. You want a milkshake. You want a burger. Whatever you want. You want TV. You want an iPad. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. That's my baby girl. Um, my eldest one is, is super athletic and, you know, popular girl type shit. But my middle one, my middle one's a DJ. She's the one the most like me and they got their piggy banks, yada, yada. And the eldest one always spends it on like fucking bracelets or like pink fucking socks or some shit. But the middle one hasn't spent a fucking dollar somehow, some way she always hustles her mama to buy her whatever the hell she wants at some stupid fucking store. But she is sitting on a pile of cash. And the best thing she loves to do, like her favorite game in the fucking world, is backgammon. I taught her backgammon, and that's all she wants to fucking do is play backgammon and bet on it. Literally. Put money on the fucking table. She's six years old. On the table, we're rolling dice, playing backgammon. She, she is, she's the degen of the family, 100%. Is it uh who's the two bears one podcast guys Brett Kirshner or whatever he yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a, there's a famous clip where like his wife calls him in the middle of the podcast and they had to go get their daughter from school because she was shooting dice with the kids. No, he like, wasn't. I feel like that's that's the trajectory we're on here with middle child. Yeah, well, I was a third out of four. I used to think I was the middle child until the roommate told me that I was just the baby and everybody treated me like a baby. And that makes way more sense when I think about my life and the trajectory I've been on, that I was the baby boy. And then I had a little sister and, you know, I didn't do, you know, I remember coming home, we were latchkey kids, right? I remember coming home and uh, my mama would put like a list of chores to do that we'd come home to do the laundry, fucking make the bed, fucking dishes, all this shit. And it was three of us. My, my eldest brother was off of college. And it was the three of us. And I just flat out didn't do it. I just wouldn't do it. They were like, you got to do you gotta do the dishes. I'm like, nah. <laughs> nah, I'm not doing that bullshit. I'm turning on the TV and watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or whatever the fuck, right? I don't give a damn. And my mom would come home and be like, how come these chores ain't done? Because Shay wouldn't do it. Shay wouldn't do it. And she might smack me around a bit. But at the end of the day, she'd be like, hey, what do you want for dinner? And to me, I mean, hello, the juice is worth the squeeze at that point. I might get yelled at or maybe smacked. Okay, I'm still getting fried chicken for dinner. Fuck y'all doing? And you did all those chores for nothing. You're eating the same shit I'm eating, dummy. <laughs> Fucking moron. But yeah, that, that's where I'm at. All right, last question. I think this is kind of a segue for us. Uh, from Pick Sanchez, are the Cowboys dead now without Trey Diggs? No, shut up, Pick Sanchez. Shut the fuck up. That's rude. That's rude and inconsiderate. No, they're not dead. There's depth in the secondary. But, uh, again, I'm worried about the lack of locker room uh, gravitas, if, if I can use that word so boldly. I'm worried about that more than worried about his ability. I mean, Trevon Diggs – is a different kind of corner, right? He's he's my favorite type of corner because he's a gambler. 
He will try and jump a route. He'll get beat on a double move plenty of times, but he will jump a fucking route better than anybody. And he's pretty damn good with the ball in his hands. That motherfucker can move and he can run and he can jump and he's an incredible athlete. So I would prefer to have a gambler in my secondary, at least one, at least one gambler than I would, you know, somebody playing lockdown defense and just batting a ball away. Roll the fucking dice. Let's see an interception. Let's see a fucking pick six. Let's get weird. Let's go. But I, I, I'm his backup. I think it's Jordan Lewis. They're talking about moving over. But he ain't he ain't jumping around like Trevon. Ain't happening. So again, the locker room shit. I'm getting worried about. You can afford a gambler too when you have the front seven of Dallas. Correct. Right? Exactly. That's how it makes fucking sense. If you've got a pass rush that is relentless and always coming, you know that quarterback wants to get the ball out even on a bad read. And if you got Trevon reading better than the quarterback, guess what, motherfucker? He's jumping that route and getting it in. That's it. Uh, I see one more question here john you might have tried to hide from me what you got when did you go full fascist that's the question Hmm. yeah there was a couple typos in there i wasn't sure what he was asking (laughs) i I don't know if he was asking when you went full facial i don't know if that was some conversation you two had i I was gonna go ahead and avoid that but by all means the secret list we got going on uh i'm not a fascist uh the roommate won't let me be one i don't believe fascism is the answer except for democracy that we have in its current place is a lie and we are bought and paid for by oligarchs and big fucking corporations and there's no way to crack that bubble without i think personally i think without a full-on political revolution it can be bloodless it can be a color one we can be happy about all that but the lobbyists must go the fucking big money and interest must go like Congress people need to be fucking arrested for the amount of money they've made in office. I'm talking like actual full on stop the economy, suspend the civil rights, lock them up, move on, give us a new constitution. You know what fucks me up, John? It, it, our constitution is old as shit, right? A couple hundred years. Sure. Fine. You know how many motherfucking constitutions France has had? You know, they've had like five fucking republics, dude. They rewrite that shit all the time. To me, the Constitution should be a lot easier to move and breathe with. It shouldn't be some sacred relic, like like almost like the Ten Commandments. That ain't it. There shouldn't be a religious zealotry attached to the Constitution or attached to democracy. I mean, look at what's staring you in the fucking face, y'all. It's coming right for you. And you can't dodge it. You're going to have to one day confront it. So I'm not a fascist, but I hear everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. All right. Shay, are you familiar with the horseshoe theory? Yes, I am. Correct. And I think it makes perfect fucking sense. I feel like you're somewhere in the middle of like where your thumb and index finger would be at the bottom of the horseshoe before you throw it. That's kind of where you're at. 100%. 100%. I mean, did you see... The U what the UAW's doing now, the strike they're putting on? Yeah. Did you see that shit? That's what I'm fucking talking about. You call me a fascist all you want, but I'm talking about the union taking money back after record fucking profits since two thousand and eight, since the fucking bailout they got. I was in the automotive industry in two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight. We all thought we were gonna be homeless, dude. We all were freaking the fuck out. We we're watching CNN every fucking day. 
all day at work because nobody was picking up the fucking phone to buy car parts. That's for goddamn sure. We were watching Barack Obama trying to hustle a bailout of Detroit, and we were praying and wishing and hoping. And 90% of that room was full-on right-wing crazy people. But they sure as shit wanted and needed that bailout. We would have all been fucking homeless. You can say what you want about Barry O, but that motherfucker saved my ass in 2007. Well, the right to work laws kind of killed the whole union strike thing. I think strikes are still... I'm just Googling this. Hold on. Yeah, America sees 70% fewer strikes now compared to the early 1970s. Weak. Weak sauce. You know, somebody was telling me about about uh, left-wing violence. I was reading something on Vox. I think there's a... Something Beauchamp, Bo something, some writer. And he was talking about how left-wing violence has been essentially stamped out since the 80s. And, of course, he mentioned, like, Weather Underground and the Black Panthers and all this, you know, legitimate domestic terrorists that we had back in the day. Like, motherfuckers were robbing banks to supply their own commune type shit. Crazy shit. Hijacking planes. Crazy shit. And then talked about how right-wing violence, which is true, has killed way more people recently than left-wing violence has. And that's all completely true. But the question is, do you categorize the George Floyd riots as left-wing or not? Do you categorize the Watts riots as left-wing or not? I mean, that's that's a valid fucking question. And that, that needs, I think, digging into and really studying. Uh but I don't. I think today's political signs, the left and the right, I think it's just a matter of time for this shit bowls over. Like it's, it's coming. It is fucking coming. I see this shit. I see it locally. I live in a town of ten thousand people, right? Even the local politics. You got motherfuckers going to school board meetings and calling people groomers and shit. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I mean, you know that motherfucker. You're going to see him at the deli tomorrow. What the fuck are you doing? Like, have a conversation with the son of a bitch. You're going on a school board meeting that's fucking televised and recorded, and you're calling motherfuckers groomers when your kids go to school with their kids and they go to camp with your fucking kids and all this other shit? That's bananas. That's, that's fucking nuts. You should be able to have a conversation with somebody before you fucking go in public and call them a groomer. Like, what the fuck, right? Am I crazy? Ugh. I am. I don't mean that, like, you know, rhetorically. Obviously, I am crazy. You know how many times throughout the day I just say, be normal, be normal, be normal, be normal. All day. I say it all day. So you're not alone out there, all the psychos listening to this fucking thing. Uh, I got some bets that I put in with uh, Dan Patrick takes a gamble. Uh, I'm sure it's already out and you can listen to it, but uh, I'm really, really chalky this weekend and I'm scared to death. So if you want to fade me, this is the weekend to do it. Uh, I got SMU, TCU over 63 and a half, South Bama laying the 15, uh, Liberty minus 10, Nebraska minus 20.5. And the NFL, I got Belichick laying two and a half. I got the Raiders minus three and Cincy minus three. All chalk and an over. I am the biggest fucking mark Vegas has ever seen. But that's where I'm at. I saw value in these bets, so I fucking hit them. South Bama's an emotional bet. I'll give them that. 
I should have bet them last week. I bet against them last week. I felt awful about it. And they beat the brakes off of Oakey Light. I mean, they fucking just dominated the shit out of them. So I'm back on the Bama train. South Bama. Put some South in your mouth, motherfucker. Mm. Man, this NA beer is hitting y'all. I don't fucking know what to say anymore. Um. Anyway, so that's Danny, NFL. We got some games on the slate I kind of want to go over just for a minute. I think the Falcons at the Lions. I got Detroit minus three. I don't like that one bit. I like the Falcons. I haven't placed a bet on it, but I might. Um, plus three at Detroit. I think that's going to be a hell of a game to watch. Look out for Bijan, who's already got 180 yards on 29 carries. But apparently, uh, Amon, is it Amon? Amon St. Brown? Amon? Is that right? Amon? Is it Amon? Amon St. Brown? Amon St. Brown? Almond. Like a fucking nut. Uh, he's already got 173 yards on the year. I think that's going to be a good game. I want to see. You know what, man? This might be fucked up, but I love the Broncos plus six and a half today or Sunday. One o'clock CBS game. Broncos plus six and a half. I love it, but I've got no testicular fortitude, uh, so I won't bet it. That's another thing. Speaking of uh, testes, um, I'm not snipped, and I'm done being a dad, and I'll tell you all why. The roommate. Oh, by the way, the roommate did get me new cigarettes. Anybody asking, I saw it on Twitter. She got us a whole pack of cigarettes after she stole the last one. But the reason I'm not snipped is actually because of the roommate. So she has it in her head that one day there might be an apocalypse, like a world-ending event, like nuclear holocaust type shit, right? And (laughs) her fear is that they'll need men to repopulate the world. And if I don't have the ability to do that, I'll be one of the first ones up against the wall, and so will she. So her idea is not to get snipped at all, which... To me, is scary as hell. But also, what if she's right? What if the nuclear holocaust is coming and they need strong, able men? I would love to sign up for that. You know, I just want to do my duty. That's it. I just want to serve my people. I'll do whatever it takes. If that means I have to have a harem and hang out with them every single night, so be it. You know, whatever it means for humanity to continue to thrive. I'm here for that. Uh, so I'm not getting snipped, which is good for my second wife. You know, she's going to be real happy about that. God, if I ever had a second wife, I think the roommate would stab me in the throat. I'm not exaggerating there. I was going to say, you're not getting to the second one, dude. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm never going to make it. She'll take care of that real quick. Uh, but college football, we got some college football actual games. Last week was a shithole uh, fucking spread or fucking slate. Uh, right now, we got Georgia State over Coastal Carolina, 20 to 10. Georgia State was minus nine and a half on that motherfucker. Um, but games to watch, I sure as hell like Florida State Clemson. That's going to be something to fucking watch. Damn right. Uh, West Point versus Syracuse. I'm fucking kidding. Uh, SMU versus TCU. That's the game to watch, too. TCU's laying six and a half at home against the Coketown Heroes, which I, I love. Um, UCLA, Utah, Ole Miss, Bama. Bama's only laying seven at home with the fighting Lane Kiffins coming to town. Could be fucking fun. That's going to be a good fucking game. 
Uh, what do we got? What else we got? Oklahoma State playing Iowa State. Iowa State's somehow three and a half point favorites. That's a public dog. I ain't touching it. Uh, Southern Miss, Arkansas State. It's gonna be a good game too, actually. Um, but yeah, Shay, where are your eyeballs gonna be for the three thirty Eastern slate? With uh, you got Ole Miss, Bama, UCLA, Utah, and Colorado, Oregon. And then my follow-up to that is the next slate, but go ahead. Right, Colorado, Oregon. I forgot about that. That's definitely going to be a game to watch. I don't think I have a choice but to have two TVs on. It's a big two-TV weekend. It has to be, dude. That 330 Maybe three. slate. Maybe two TVs and an iPad. Yep, yep. Dude, I got to watch a Colorado game. Have to. Everybody does. Oh, yeah. Ole I Miss, mean, I'm, I'm Ole obligated. Miss I have to. You're a fucking – you don't have a choice, but, like, I don't either. Fuck it, dude. That's fun to watch. Now, do we think Oregon's going to beat the brakes off of Colorado? Dude, I, I don't know. I, I think – what – what this is irrational as fuck. The fact that Colorado didn't cover last weekend at that spread and almost lost makes me more nervous now Insane. as an Oregon fan with that spread going the other way. Does that make any sense at all or no? I just Not feel like it, it just, well, Colorado's just so unpredictable at this point, right? Well, without Hunter, too. I mean, okay, so this is yeah, my favorite part yeah, about Colorado. Yeah. My favorite part about Colorado is all these pundits are now Colorado Buffalo experts. I thought they were going to suck ass with all those transfers. You can be a five-star transfer. I don't give a fuck, but all you had is six months to practice. I, I'm not putting any fucking weight into it. Sorry. I will moving forward, but – this offseason, me and everybody else thought they were going to suck ass. But now you turn on the TV, and guess what? Every motherfucker on the panel is now a Colorado fucking super fan and knows everything about the line, the fucking the, the roster and the backups and the offensive game plan and Shador and all this shit. But I, I do want to talk about Shador for a minute. First off, how loyal is that kid? Like, he could have gone fucking anywhere, and he followed his daddy to an HBCU and, you know, played pretty well, but he didn't – that motherfucker wasn't on Sports Center every night. He has a couple of plays where people are like, oh, shit, look, it's Dion's kid. It ain't Dion's kid no more. It's Shador. That motherfucker's good, period. He showed us all the TCU game. If that kid – imagine that kid being around some of the best quarterback coaches the NCAA has to offer and all that shit. I know he had private coaching and all that shit growing up. But the development of a quarterback happens now, right fucking now. And Dion, if you want to call him responsible for it, I'll give him that. Because there's been a fucking huge jump from Jackson State to Colorado week one. Massive. And you, I can't blame the receivers. It's He's making shit happen, and he's not using his fucking legs. This dude is ready to be a, a pocket passer. He needs to get the ball out more, don't get me wrong. He leads the league or leads the NCAA, I think, in lost yardage per sacks. So that's an issue. He he does hold on to the ball too too much. But other than that, that motherfucker put up 517 yards on the Horn Frogs. The fuck? That's bananas. I think Oregon's covering. Ooh, wait. All right, 4:30 slate or four o'clock slate. Uh well, I guess I don't know. This, you Texas at Baylor, you're watching that, but also Ohio State at Notre Dame, Iowa at Penn State. Which, by the way, the weather is looking like 
it's going to be Apparently there's like a hurricane coming to the East Coast or some shit, right? Yeah, it's, it's good old Iowa weather right there. Mm-hmm. Well, you ain't wrong. Oh, God. That's a 7 o'clock slate, you're saying? Uh, yeah, 730. 730, yep. yep. I mean, why do I like Notre Dame? I love Notre Dame. I love Notre Dame. I love Notre Dame, and I love Penn State. The over-under in the Penn State game is 40, and the spread is 14 and a half. They don't expect Iowa to do a fucking thing on offense. Anything. Oh, this is interesting. Texas is actually minus 14 and a half. It was 15 this morning. If it gets past, oof, if it gets past 14, yeah, that could, that could be goofy. Oh, Mississippi State against South Carolina too, John. That'll be a game. True. True. I like North Carolina on the road at Pitt, honestly. That could be fucking interesting. I'm going to guess they're going to have a little weather too. Yeah, they will. You know what I like more than anything? I'm going to bet on this too. Utah State plus five and a half against JMU. JMU off of a, a hard fought win against Troy. Utah State's got some fucking defense. I like Utah State plus the five and a half. I like that a lot. I think it opened closer to seven. Uh, USC is a 35 point favorite against Arizona State. There you go. It's going to get weird. Uh, What about. The late, late, late game, New Mexico State at Hawaii. The other Aggies at Hawaii. Hawaii laying three. God, yep. I, I got to be dicey. Up. I love Diego Pavia here. I'm sorry. I like the other Aggies plus the three, but I'm not betting it because he fucked me in the ass, dirtbag raw style on opening fucking weekend. He date raped me, dude. He date raped me. I'm telling you, the best the best Latin last name quarterback in the Mountain Best Conference is uh, Cordero at at my San Jose State Spartans. That San Jose, sling it. yeah, San Jose. He's got a also, live arm. I agree. Dick, but Diego can run and throw. Diego is he's the alabaster around my neck, albatross around my neck. Alabaster, <laughs> alabaster. <laughs> See, NA beer talking. He's the albatross around my neck, but I fucking love this Aggie team, dude. God damn. And that's midnight, y'all. I saw DJU play because I went to that San Jose State game. That guy is fucking huge. That's another good game, by the way. Washington State, Oregon State. The Pac-2 conference showdown. Pac-3? Pac-3 get down? No, the Pac-2. Oh, God. So sad, dude. Do you want to get into the the lawsuit? Uh, Are we talking about the Bears? No, the the lawsuit that Washington State and Oregon State filed against the Pac-12. No, fuck that. No, nobody cares about that except Pac-12 fans. Do we have anybody listening on the West Coast? Do I count? <laughs> no, you do not. Then maybe four. Okay. No, we're not talking about the fucking Pac-12 lawsuit. It's a money grab. John, you fucking talk about it. It's a money grab. Yeah, that's it, dude. It's dirtbag shit. Money I hope it works. Did we talk about, we didn't talk about the fucking TCU AD going to Congress, did we? No, we didn't talk about the Bears either. The Chicago Bears, we'll get to that. So the TCU AD goes to Capitol Hill to preach against NIL deals and needing uh, uh, regulations around it <clears throat> and how small schools can't compete with these flagship universities and athletics anymore because of the NIL shit, yada, yada, yada. 
This was a direct response to SMU getting into the ACC. Everybody and their mama saw SMU raised $100 million in seven days. And like Tony Kornheiser said, the only reason it took seven days was for the wire transfers to cash. They had that money raised. They had it already fucking done when they signed with the ACC. Because the ACC is saying, hey, hold on. Hold on. You're going to join this conference and give up TV revenue for how long? Yeah, we'll fucking do it, man. We'll fucking do it. We're SMU. We don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck because their boosters are full of billionaires. And the billionaire said, we'll give you 200 or 100 million right fucking now. Fuck the bullshit. Whatever revenue you're missing from the ACC, we will make up and then some. And they did it. Just because TCU has a bunch of marketing grads doesn't mean that SMU can't compete with flagship universities, right? That's, that's the whole fucking pickle. NIL actually allows small schools to compete with flagships for the first time above board, right? SMU has a, a fucking enrollment of, what, 8,000 kids or some shit? Okay, they got a lot of rich fucking graduates. And those rich fucking graduates want to win. And that's the only reason a school like SMU can come back from the brink and compete in a Power 5 conference. I think I think SMU is going to shake some fucking trees in the next couple of years, man. I think you're going to get a lot of that Dallas-Fort Worth talent that wants to stick around and live in a beautiful campus, in a beautiful neighborhood, surrounded by beautiful people, and play fucking football and act like gods. I, I, I think SMU is coming for the rest of those motherfuckers, and they're coming quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus, fuck me running. Uh, all right. What do we got here? Motherfucker. All right. Uh, we put the bets in. We talked about college football. We talked about the NFL. Can we talk about the the Chicago Bears and the defensive coordinator? John might be dead, so we're going to talk about it anyway. What do you think? So it, it's pretty like Pat McAfee had confirmed today that FBI was there. Yeah, right? they rated it. That was confirmed. And so it can really only be one of like four or five things. What what? Is your best bet on that? I don't want to have a best bet on this, uh, but well, I mean the the couple things that could be right. Kitty porn, right? That's a fact. That could be one of them. Child trafficking or human trafficking. Um, drugs, but the FBI instead of the DEA, like eh, wire fraud, maybe embezzlement. Hmm. So. It's his house fraud. If he had, <laughs> yeah, he, he he's trying to launder Lebanese passports. It could be, <laughs> it could be. So if he has like a teenage kid at home, right? Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not saying it's not him, but like if that teenage kid is up to weird shit, could be right. Like we don't know for sure that it's. It's Alan Williams. Okay, right? so it could be the kid like doing school. Or the wife, death, right? dude. The wife or, could be fucking laying lines. But Who if knows? it's a kid, he could be saying, I'm going to shoot the school up or some shit. Or I'm Al Qaeda now right. or ISIS or whatever the fuck. That could happen. That could be true. Could be his kid. Because the lawyer did come out yesterday and say that this has nothing to do with my client's criminality whatsoever. He did say that. And for even a dirtbag defense attorney to say that, he's got to be standing on something. So. It sure as shit could be his kids or his wife getting into some FBI dirt. 
And I hope it, you know, I hope it ain't fucking Al Qaeda or shooting a school up. That'd be fucked up, man. That'd be fucked up. You're pro. All right, never mind. Stop it. I just, I, I, I just can't wait for the story to come out. It sucks for his family and all that shit, but it's going to be a lot worse when that story comes out. I can guarantee it. Dan brought this up today, though. Like, if you're Caleb Williams, you're looking at this situation with the Cardinals. Don't you just go back to school? Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Oh, my God. That's pretty good. Or you could pull an Eli, right, and just not sign. I mean, is Caleb Williams going to do that? I don't know. He's... I mean, I don't, yeah. Well, okay. Segue. Lincoln Riley banning, banning Oak, or, uh, Orange County register reporters from the press love conferences. It. I love it. I think Lincoln's a psychopath. He did this shit in Oklahoma. This was like pretty popular for us in the forums and the Texas shit. Like he would cut off access to Oklahoma reporters all the fucking time. And I don't know if you saw that story about him saying, hey, you know, my family wasn't safe in Oklahoma. People broke into my house, tried to break into my house a bunch of times, you know, death threatened me and all this shit. Well, somebody like looked it up. <laughs> somebody like FOI or FOIA, whatever the fuck it is, right? FOIA. FOIA'd. FOIA'd like the local police department. And they were like, we have zero calls from Lincoln's residents about anybody breaking in ever, ever. So he's out here selling this story like I had to leave because of my family and the safety of my family. And that's why I ran out of town in the middle of the night, not because I was just a coward. You know, Lincoln Riley is for Lincoln Riley, period. That's what he's about. And if he was a man enough, you know, he was a Lane Kiffin type who could just man up and be like, this is what I want to fucking do. Fuck off. It'd be a different story. But. Him hiding behind this veil of, of safety with his fucking wife and chill. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Chip Kelly's quote is great. It's just someone asked him about it like today or yesterday after practice. And he's he basically said, I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> I'm going to start now, motherfucker. He does it all. He's been doing it all the time, dude. Since OU, I love it. I fucking love one of my favorite things is getting sports reporters like up in airs about anything, you know, just they're so offended about this player not talking to them or they're so upset about the coach who cussed them out or they're, I can't believe I got banned from this practice, whatever the fuck, because I know every single one of them or 95% of them wanted to be a reporter for the Washington post or the New York times. And like, you know, the next motherfucker that found Deep Throat. That's what they wanted to do. That's what they were dreaming about when they were going to college. And now they're stuck beat writing for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Like, welcome to America, motherfucker. Like, this shit sucks. I love it. The thing I love that came out of that is, and you probably know about this, I'm sure Hammer does too, that Lincoln Riley had, there was like freshman dorms at Oklahoma that looked out over the Oklahoma practice fields and he had the windows frosted over. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love this shit. Be a psycho. You know what though? Like psychopaths win in college football. They do. Look at the fucking winners in college football, the coaches that actually win fucking championships, right? Kirby's fucking nuts. Everybody on his team gets pulled over for going 130 and a 30, right? Uh, fucking Debo's a crook. 
Dabo is a fucking crook and a thief, but his teams always fucking perform. Saban's a psychopath, right? Mac Brown was essentially, uh, he was essentially a preacher. He's fucking crazy. Uh, Bob Stoops was fucking insane. He never won the big game. Uh, It's, you know, the psychopaths win. Pete Carroll at USC, fucking maniac, man. Maniac. But he's made that work, though. That I was going to bring him up. How is oh, yeah. that? How is his shit translated to the to the NFL? Do you that think? I don't more know. than any other coach? That I don't know. I don't know how he does at his age too. Isn't he like seventy two? Oh, he's like pushing eighty. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't no, get it. Seventy two, not pushing eighty. Seventy two, seventy two. So he's younger than either one of the motherfuckers that are going to be president. Great, awesome. Unless RFK. How old is RFK, John? Oh, God. Why don't I know this? He is 69. My man. Coming in nice. All right. RFK it is. That was as easy as uh, I should have looked that up months ago. I would have had my answer. I'm an RFK guy right now. Spring chicken. He's also, he's on like a serious regimen of HGH and testosterone. Serious. He's, he looks great for 69. He's taken all kinds of illegal supplements for like a professional athlete, but you're a 69 year old Kennedy. You'll get Dr. Feelgood shooting you up with whatever the fuck you want. All right. I mean, I'm kind of dead out. That's, that is the marijuana. You know, it's legal here in Connecticut, right? I can't believe sports gambling and pot are legal in marijuana in California. Well, I guess pot's legal, but sports gambling is not, and it really grinds my gears. Makes no sense at all, if anybody needs revenue. I saw the other day, one in eight Americans are Californians. Oh, gross. How sad is that? Yeah. How sad is that? It's tough. The electoral votes don't uh, don't exactly exemplify that, do they? Fuck no, they don't. Can we fucking? What are the odds on Gavin Newsom? Hold on. No, we gotta, not good. We got to figure this out. Hold on. Hold on. Gaelic hurling? No. I think he's like probably plus a thousand. If I had to guess. Masters, I don't see it on DraftKings. Do they not have presidential odds on DraftKings? I'll I'll show up at his uh, press conference next week. And Gavin, you're um uh, you're not you're not actually on DraftKings, <laughs> Gavin. <laughs> Gavin, I need to talk to your fucking campaign manager because he really screwed the pooch here, brother. No, right, well, let's look at odds. I also want Gretch, Big Gretch out of Michigan. I want her odds. I think she could do damage. Okay. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, all right. I got Newsom at plus 1650. I'm listening. Michelle Obama at 2100. No, That's... no chance. No chance. <laughs> She's got better odds than DeSantis right oh, now. No, I'll take DeSantis right now. What are his odds? 24. I like that. I like He's that. He's not going anywhere. 
He's sticking around. He might win Iowa, dude. Well, if Disney doesn't bury him first. Uh, Whitmer's 6,600. 66? Yeah. So really what you're betting on is Joe Biden going to have a heart attack. Dying. Yes. Right, right. Because Kamala ain't winning a primary, dude. She ain't winning a Democratic primary. No fucking chance. Because that's when Big Gretch comes out. That's when Gavin comes out. Ain't no chance she's winning a primary. Oh, sorry, Gretchen. That's that's to win the Democratic nominee. So it's going to be even. It's probably double 66? that, basically. Yeah, it's probably double that to win presidential right now. More or Dude, less. I, I think if she wins the nomination, she wins the presidency. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, dude. You got every suburban woman betting on her. Hundred percent. The roommate will be fucking campaigning for her, phone banking for her ass or some shit. Yeah, the middle child will be her uh, press secretary. This time next year. <laughs> Shit. We'll be a millionaire too. Uh your boy Vivek uh Ramaswamy is uh Correct. Plus two thousand. He's a bum, dude. He's a bum. I think he's just running to be a fucking, you know, head of the FTC or the fucking C D C or FDA or some shit. He ain't trying to be president, dude. He ain't it was like Yang. Andrew, what was that name? Andrew Yang? Is that yeah. right? The UBI motherfucker? Yeah. Yep. He, he, that motherfucker never wanted to be president. He didn't want to be president. He just wanted to get his shit out in the street and then run a foundation based off of his shit in the street. And now he gets paid by some nonprofit for whatever the fuck he thinks is running UBI, which is idiotic. He don't want to be president. Odds I have is RFK has the best odds after Biden and Trump. But RFK ain't winning the primary neither because they're going to destroy him about the vaccine shit. They're going to destroy him, which he should be destroyed. That's just idiotic. Get the fuck out of here. Now, I don't Now Don't get me wrong. Right. I got three kids and none of them so far seem to be autistic, but we did space out their fucking shots. We did like space them the fuck out and they wanted to give them like a there was something like a hep C or a hep B. Like when the baby was born, the day they were born, they wanted to give them, it, it was something fucked up. It was like a hep C or a hep B or and you look it up and the only way you can get it is like doing some degenerate sex shit or like hanging out with feces or something, something crazy. Well, and, Shay? Uh, what? Okay. <laughs> what? They're babies. Dude. <laughs> oh, not the parents, the kid. The baby. They oh, want the baby it, shot it, up it. with a vaccine that protects them against weird shit. You're like, well, my baby's not going to do weird shit. What's the benefit of that? Can't they get it when they're six months old or whatever the fuck? And they freak the fuck out when you say that. They lose their shit. They, like, want to call CPS on your ass. It's weird. Huh. All right, I'm getting odds all over the place, so I don't know if RFK is actually second behind Biden and Trump. I'm getting – it depends on the book, but it's all over the place. Well, we'll see about that. It's going to be, I can't wait. Man, if Biden drops out, it's going to be so much fucking fun. So much media. They're going to lose their shit. I can't wait. You can get uh, The Rock for plus 52,000. I'd vote for The Rock. He kind of had a low-key campaign uh, stump there in Colorado on game day. Did you see that? I guess it might have been on McAfee's show. I did see that. Yeah, he he didn't say no, did he? Nope. 
I mean, you got to think in his mind, if he's thinking Trump can do it, he can do it, right? He's not wrong, dude. America loves a fucking winner. They love it. And they love getting yelled at, too. They love that shit. We love the abuse. We love the abuse. It's a fucking, I'm a battered wife. So is the rest of the voting public, dude. We love getting yelled at how shitty our lives are and how it's not our fault. And we should vote for somebody that fixes it. Instead of voting, we should all support the revolution for the next American Caesar to put all this shit to bed. All right. I think that's our show, John. It's fucking damn near 11 here. Uh, I've been ranting and raving. Uh, Check out uh, me on the Twitter. It's at Shane Irving and at Hammer Day Tejas. Um, Check it out to Patreon. Do that. Listen to Dan Patrick Takes a Gamble. And hopefully next week we'll have Danny on the pod, either Danny or Dylan. And uh, we'll get fucking weird. But I appreciate the listen, y'all. Get it in. Finding out how